It's a. Uh, it's something that'll change the world and human life as we know it. He knows. He's seen the light. When Monty talks, it's painful. <laughs> Monty, you have been so instrumental in uh, kind of pointing me in the right direction. <laughs> it was about um, looking at your character defects and spirituality. Uh, it, it's the integration of clinical practices with uh, the 12 steps. It's an absolute pleasure. He certainly knows a lot of people. Uh, he's got a lot of energy. And sometimes when you don't have so much energy, he picks you up and carries and you. the Monty man there certainly helps. This is one of the places that is about the business of the solution. Views expressed on this special broadcast of the Take 12 radio show do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting or its affiliates. KHLT is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Now here's that guy who's getting less popular minute by minute, your host, The Multiman. Well, welcome aboard, everyone, and welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show, a very special edition. We are continuing the promises of the 12 steps. Now, uh, on this episode, we'll be talking about the promises associated with step six and step seven. Well, kind of. You'll see what I mean in just a minute. Before we do that, though, I just want to give a shout out to my new friend, Kay. Uh, from Texas. I had a great discussion with her the other day. We must have talked for at least an hour. Um, She texted me. She wanted to know the name of one of the songs, uh, opening songs of one of our shows, our previous shows. And I was able to give her a call back and just chat with her. It is always, uh, it's just always exciting and uplifting and encouraging to be able to talk to you guys, you guys that are fans of Take 12 Recovery Radio. Uh, it means so much. So, Kay, thank you. God bless you. Just a wonderful, sweet, dear lady and fellow 12-stepper. All right, without further ado, let's join the conversation with my sponsor, Bruce H., Marv R., and myself on the promises, kind of, of Step 6 and 7. Uh, I think it's very interesting uh, that the promises associated with step six and step seven are, you guys have any clue what they might be? Surprises. Surprise you? Yeah. Well, there are none. <laughs> there are no actual promises written out in this. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. On page 76 of the big book, my, this is my, my uh, book is falling apart here, the third edition. Um, it says where we are in step six and seven. There's only two paragraphs. Uh, I think it's really interesting that Bill, when he writes this, he, he isn't real clear. He doesn't just come out and say, now you're at step six, now you're at step seven. Um, he does with step six, but he, but he blends it into step seven. And, and let's just read this. It says uh, step six in italics, it means pay attention. So he's very clear of where we're at in the book. Step six, we have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. Are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objectionable? Can he now take them all, every one? If we still cling to something, we will not let go. We ask God to help us be willing. There's a prayer directed there. Okay. He doesn't say step seven here, but now the next paragraph is step seven. 
When ready, we say something like this. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character, which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. And then it says at the end of that, it says we have then completed step seven. Um, So there's not actual, like all the other steps, actual promises that are laid out in these. Now, there are promises that come true as a result of following these directions. But there isn't any actually laid out in these two steps in the text, like in the others, which I thought was really curious. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this. Um, We know we lose a lot of people at step four. We've talked about that and why, because it, you know, we're starting to look at ourselves and it's very uncomfortable and that kind of thing. But a lot of people skip over step six because it's so short. Have you found that to be true, Bruce? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I think it's one of the most vital uh, steps there is. I do too. Yeah, I think it's absolutely necessary. I think that if a person has done step five and they went home. Turn your mic a little sideways. Yeah, there you go. I'm sorry. Uh, If they've done step five Mm -hmm. and they've answered the questions mm-hmm. that are on the bottom of page 75 right and then they're willing to do this i really and truthfully believe if you're doing the steps and you walk into this step six there is no doubt in your mind that you're in the process of learning to trust god hmm. see you want to get a not just believe in him you want to know him and you want him to be working in your life. Listen to what it says again. We have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. Are we now ready ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objectionable? Can he now take all of them all, every one? Now here's the part that where we we start to learn. If we still cling to something, we will not and we will not let go. We ask God to help us be willing. So he starts out saying willingness is, as being indispensable, and he, and he ends that paragraph asking God, for God for us to be, help us be willing. We want to do it. We no. don't want to trust him. And this is just a very simple way of learning to trust. You know. Well, I don't know if, if it has to do with we don't want to trust him as much as it has to do that we don't believe that he's going to take those things from us. Yes, absolutely. Good point, because don't we hear, and at least I have, I've, I've heard, heard in, in, in the rooms, people say, well, I don't want God to take all my character defects away. I mean, some of them I like. Some, some of them I think are beneficial. You know, but here it says all. It does say all. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right, Marv. I think we don't want, there's ones we don't want to let go of. Um, why do you think we want to hold on to them? Who we've been trusting all our lives? Us. Yeah. See, that's that's our our one of our character defects, mm-hmm. right there. Not only uh, as, does it have to do with trust, but uh, for myself, 
in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was to actually believe that God cared enough to take that stuff away from me because I thought I owned it. I'd spent so many years in that world, and there it was so hard for me to conceive that God could change me to be something um, different, something better. Um, so belief was for me was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did did you? <clears throat> so you, so you had a hard time believing that God would take. Oh, those away. I spent several years. Uh, I'm going to bring up the word grace. Yeah, believing in that grace. Right. How, how is that possible? Uh, I had never experienced anything like that. So why would I automatically believe that if, I, if I'm willing, God's grace is going to be extended to me with forgiveness and mercy and, mm-hmm. and love? Um, that was uh, unheard of. In my mind, I just could not conceive that. At all. Yeah. Zilch. I mean, it took years for me to come to a point to even start believing it. What changed? What, what, what do well, you think changed? Well, what changed belief? was when I started, mm-hmm. then uh, with tenacity like a bulldog, I hung on to it because so many people around me, uh, people in the program, uh, Christians that I had friends, Right. Uh, kept reinforcing, reinforcing that that God has nothing but good in mind for me. Mm. And it took a long time, but I finally got to a point where I said, hey, it's like they say in the meetings, either God is or he isn't. Sure. Uh, I've got to make a choice here. I, I, and so I give up. That's what I did. I became willing or I surrendered. You surrendered, right. And even after I did that, the battle still rages on. <laughs> but but uh, it's, it's, for some people, it's just really hard. So for people out there that, that, that are listening that have heard it said, or perhaps you've said it yourself, well, I don't, you know, I don't think it means that God's going to take every character defect away or... Uh, uh, things that are objectionable away. Well, it says it twice. Um, are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objectionable? Then he says it again. Can he now take them all, every one? So he does, we, we do want him to take every single one. In the order that that happens and how that occurs <laughs> is some, sometimes a mystery to us, right? It's up to God. Yeah. That's up to God. So just because he hasn't removed one right now doesn't mean he doesn't want to remove it. And the other thing is what struck me while you were talking, we don't know for sure what those are, those defects. Yeah, I was going to... There's things that are going to come up in our walk Yeah, that's going to slap us upside the face. And holy moly, where'd that come? I didn't know I did that kind of stuff or, or whatever. I, I had a when I was going through the Teen Challenge program years ago, the educational coordinator called me into his office. He said, "Mr. Meyer, I you know I think I know what your problem is." And I said, "What?" He goes, 
you're full of pride. You know, and I am, as I sit here right now, I you could hook me up to a lie detector test and I would pass this. I did not know that. Yep. Not only did I not know that, I didn't believe it. I thought, wow, you know, I'm always letting people have their way. I'm always doing this. I'm, And I told him that. I said, I'm, I'm always gracious. I'm always kind. I'm like, he goes, you hear how many times you're saying I'm? I went, oh, Wow. I, I really did. I thought that I was a pretty humble guy. I really believed it. If you hooked me up to to a lie detector, I would have passed it. Yeah, um, it usually leads to the procession. That's yeah, that's amazing. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You bet. You bet. Yeah. I I'd like to to comment on what Marv's talking about here a little bit. Yep. Is that I believe that. That was exactly what uh, was happening with Marv. But with me, it looked just a little different, you know. I recognized that I wasn't willing, you know. I really didn't have the willingness that uh, they were talking about. Okay. And so I had to use the directive. And I knew my sponsor couldn't give it to me, and I knew the steps couldn't give it to me. So I prayed to God for the willingness you know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he gave it to me. You know, he he really did. And I don't think it was all. I think it's, uh, I don't even know, like Marv said, what a lot of them are. They slap you upside the face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did know, and I was willing to, to, to turn those things over to him that were objectionable to him, that stood in my way of my usefulness. Uh, to him, at this point, uh, I was willing to do anything because of what was behind me. I'm talking about when I first started to do this, this thing that was pushing me, this this suffering that I had went through because of the addiction, you know, the trips to the penitentiary, the not being able to stay sober for more than an hour or a week. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's that sort of thing. You, you know what I, I love, and sometimes we miss this uh, uh, about uh, what's in this book, is it's important that we understand before we can go to another step that the step previous to that, that, that we have satisfactorily you know, <clears throat> understood it, participated in it, and it says right here, uh, if we can answer to our satisfaction, and that's talking about step five. So it's saying, you know, make sure that you've done this, is what it's saying before we move on. So if we can do this to our satisfaction, we then look at, and then it says step six. Um, and so step six is is a preparation to do step seven. Yeah, you're, and I think they're asking us to look at those five questions. Yes. You know, and, and, and answer those. Right, right. Know. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and so then in, in this, we're asking God to help us be willing to remove these things. Uh, some of them we are willing to have him remove him. And it says, when ready. Boy, that's a that's a loaded statement right there. When ready. <laughs> How many times do we hear people say, well, I'm just not ready? You know. How many times do we say we're ready and we're not? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. We think we are. 
And then you hear people say, well, I remember my sponsor took my fourth step, tore it up, and said, do it again. And he maybe knew something we didn't know. We weren't ready. Maybe we didn't understand step one. You know, so when ready is really is is really vital. But then it says, and this is uh, assuming we're ready. When ready, we say something like this. And here's the prayer directive. My creator, I am willing that you would have, or you should have all of me. There he says again, all good and bad. Okay. So we're going to give up the good too? You bet. All of me means all of me. Um, because I sometimes perceive what's good in me as being good. And it's, I mean, what's bad in me is being good. And I, I think it's good and it's not. So I need to let him have it all because I don't know what's good and what's bad. You know, particularly in my early recovery, I pray that you now remove from me every, and instead of saying all, he says every, every single defect of character, which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. I think that is awesome because this is our job now to be of maximum service to God and our fellows. The the thing that I think I hear you saying is is there's not a, uh, a process in this. It's like we have to do it all like our our or nothing. I I I think the prayer directive and our willingness is all or nothing. Prayer directive and the willingness. The result is a process. The result, exactly. That's very well put. Yes, the result is the process. Okay, but we have to be all in on this. I got, I got, I got what you're saying now. Yeah. Um, you know what I think? No, maybe you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, think about it a minute. Isn't it really neat what Bill Wilson and Doctor Bob and their cohorts, the way they wrote that up? Because uh, as we've been talking about it, I'm thinking of the Bible. Uh huh. And it says, all men have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. And Bill Wilson and the boys, with their finesse, knew that that would be a lightning bolt to recovering alcoholics. So they wrote it in the way they did, but deeper in uh, our humanity it's sin i don't care what anybody you says. bet it is and and we i know i didn't at first right i didn't want to say that's a hard oh, word to swallow isn't it sure yeah sure yeah and mm. and the the part i like too is the underlying message of what the boys are saying in that book is is that's what it is but hey God accepts you just the way you are. I, I, and, words and all, <laughs> and and that means humbling up. <clears throat> excuse me, humbling up and say, "Okay, Lord, I'm Here a I am. fallible human being, yeah. and I'm screwed up." <laughs> <laughs> See, it, the whole time Mar was talking, that's what I wanted to say. That it, it's really a step into. Humbling yourself into humility. You know, when I first got... Yeah, it's a, a recognition yeah, of that. When I first got in a program, I had a lot of friends outside of the program that that were Christians. And we would have discussions about these steps and stuff. Mm-hmm. And in particular, this one guy, he, he really 
upset me <laughs> because he said to me, Marv, it's sin. Mm. And I wanted to pop him right between the eyes. Right, right, know? right. But he's absolutely correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what? And, and and for those that are listening that are going, and they're cringing right. at that word. Yeah. Let, let let your heart not be troubled. Sin is a Greek word that means to miss the mark. Mm-hmm. It's right. an archery term. And it's, isn't it interesting that when we take aim and we're pointing our, our arrow towards the target and we get distracted and per- perhaps we fire prematurely, perhaps we veer off from the target a little bit because we get distracted. Bruce and I were talking about worldly clamors before the show that our arrow either misses the target completely or falls short of it. Short, therefore shortcoming. Uh, so if you put it in those terms, that that's what helped me. I thought, you know, I I can I can I can you know chew on that one. I'm missing the mark. I'm falling short short of the target. And don't we all do that? I think everybody can 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 hold on to that. Right. And say, yeah, you know, I I do do that. I do miss the mark. And the word in the Greek transliterated is the word sin. And so, like I said, don't. Let your heart not be troubled. It doesn't have to be. And I, and you're right. I love the way they write this because they're writing it with the alcoholic mind in mind. Yes. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's great. Uh, and and let, let me say this real, uh, real quick. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> for those that are fairly new and uh, trying to get a grasp on this thing, um, uh, there's a little piece in the bigger book that says, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So if you're a beginner like I used to be, and a lot of times still am, um, that is where God's grace kicks in. And it's mm-hmm. for all of us. It's for all of us. Mm-hmm. And when you're kicking your own butt and trying to figure this thing out, first of all, um God loves us, all of us, no matter where we've been, what we've done. He loves us. And I think it's important uh, for people to get a grasp of that, even though they can't feel it, they can't see it. Mm-hmm. But man, hold on to that. Mm-hmm. God's love is for everybody. Hmm. Yeah. Thank Sorry, goodness. I didn't mean to go into <laughs> preaching mode, but, no, that, that's but I, right. couldn't, I couldn't that's help right. it. I, <clears throat> well, because the, we because we think that we're not good, we're just yeah, not good enough. Yeah, we got to get we got to get cleaned up to take a bath. <clears throat> we think that, yeah, and, and we don't. And really yeah. true for people in the first maybe two or three months of being in the program. He might work in your life, but he's not going to work in mine. Is what I thought. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, these promises will come. When I heard people read the promises in the in the meetings, I would think uh, oh, that's that's good for you, mm-hmm. you know. But that'll never come true for me. But but if, again, I'd like to emphasize that we're talking about steps here. Yeah, and uh, we're talking about one, and we we realize that one is the one that we had to do a hundred percent. Our powerlessness, uh, and because. We have these pride issues and everything else. Then we did step two. Okay, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. 
and we could start whatever our belief was at the time. Right. You know, we could start from there. It was, it was, it was open door to all of us. Right. And then we asked, uh, step three, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over. Okay. And so then we take a, an honest look at ourselves, asking God to help us. And we took this honest look at ourselves and then we shared it with another human being. And I think if we've done that and then we've asked, answered those questions, we really uh, are starting to go to God with a different heart. We see our need. Yeah. You know, in, we read on than we some did. level. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not thinking we know it all or anything right. like that. But on some level, I think uh, it, it, and that's what I love about the steps. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's God's grace, you know, and it, it's for all of us. I, I love this next statement because this is an admission that we are we that we are powerless. It says, "God grant me strength." Then there's a comment that goes on, "God grant me strength." Why? Because I don't have it. Right. I don't <clears throat> have it. So once again, he's returning to step one just in that statement. I'm powerless. God grant me strength. And it says, "As I go out from here." To do what? To do your bidding. What's your bidding? To be a maximum of service to God and my fellows. It, it just said that prior to that. It says, Amen. And then it says, We have then completed step seven. So the the result that is going to occur as, or, or the, the stuff that's going to occur as a result of six and seven um, is not going to take necessarily take place just because you read step six and step seven and said this prayer, it's going to be a process of removing character defects. It's going to be an ongoing thing. And like you said, we're kind of like the Golden Gate Bridge, right? We paint it, get to the end, and we find out it needs to be painted again. It keeps coming up. Like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I got another defect? Yeah, this is a lifelong <laughs> thing. Because if we don't discover a, a defect we didn't know we have, we create new ones. Uh. I mean, we just do. We're just because we do miss the mark. And so I am constantly having to go back and saying, Lord, give me your strength to 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 go out from here so I can be a maximum service to God and, your, and my fellows. Uh, but God, I, I admit that I've got issues and I need you to remove them. Isn't it interesting? It doesn't say we now remove our own character defects. Hmm. So yeah, that we ask God to. Well, and the other part of the story is we think we know which ones God's going to remove in which order. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because don't you know I'm working so hard yeah. on this one? Yeah. You yeah. know, I've been working, and, and, and I hear that. I've heard that, and I've said it. Man, I have been working on this one character defect for years. Well, maybe that's my problem. Yeah, I heard somebody say the other day that uh, along the lines of that is that it their recovery doesn't look like what they thought it would be. You know what I mean? Right. How God was going to do work in their lives. Yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> you know, remove this one or this one. Which begs the question like we, we asked last week, what if God doesn't save you the way you think he should? Exactly. Then what are you going to do with him? Well, and that, <laughs> Bruce says it so many times uh, in different ways, too. That's the importance of a personal relationship. 
because God is not going to work with Bruce the same way he works with me. And I think people look around the rooms and say, oh, that's how God does it. And the fact of the matter is, is God's going to do it in that person's life the way God wants to do it, not the way somebody else thinks it should be done. Well put. Yeah, I, I, I think that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. I do too. Yeah. And remember what we're getting, we're getting prepared here too. As why I hate to keep going back to this. We're getting prepared here too to go do the next two steps, right? Aren't we? Yep. Yep. If we don't do this, how can we do uh, eight and nine? Eight and nine properly. Yeah. We can't. If we haven't learned something about humility, and I think when you get to eight and nine, you're going to learn something huge, absolutely <clears throat> huge, that if you don't know how to forgive, then you can't make an amends. Ooh. Therefore, God, give me strength. You bet. Because as I go out from here, what am I getting ready to do? Something that requires a lot of strength, and I don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it yeah. could could this be God's will to to make amends, you know, mm-hmm. to set things right, and then before we go to Him, isn't that what He said? Get things right, and yep. then come to Me. Yep. That He offers, yep. He didn't just He didn't want that, right? So and right. I so I think that the whole thing is to learn to live out of the blessings of of what He's done. Right. You know what I mean? Me too. So next so, week. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, Mark. that's all right. I was no, just go going to say, so I got to take the wood pile out of my own eye. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't just have a log. He's got a wood pile. <laughs> He's got four cords in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. So next week, uh, promises associated, associated with step eight and step nine. Uh, is what we're going to be talking about. Um, don't forget, please, listeners, don't forget. If you have attempted to make amends with somebody and they have not received it, and you are aching in your heart to reconcile with that person and they just don't want to budge, I want to hear your story. Click on the banner at the very top of the page at take12radio.com. It'll take you to a page where you can type your story and submit it to us. Do that for me, would you please? Uh, and uh, depending on how many we get, if we get one, one submission, we'll use that one. If we get 12, we'll pick one. Uh, sometimes we get flooded with emails. Sometimes we don't. It just just depends on the weather, I guess. Uh, so do that, if you would. I'd appreciate it very, very much. Do we have time? Do you want to hear a quick one? Yeah. Yes, I do. We do have time. Okay. Two days ago... Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, two days ago, and I'm not going to mention names, but we're sitting in a a parking lot over in Central Oregon. Uh Uh-huh. The guy that I'm with wants to run into the store real quick and get a pair of sunglasses, okay? So he opens the door, he gets out, he goes in the store, and I'm sitting in a vehicle. About two minutes, this woman walks around the car, and she is cussing and hollering and screaming. I mean, violent. And I looked over there and, and trying to figure out what's going on. Well, she thought this guy had opened his door and hit her vehicle. <laughs> so anyway, he comes back. 
And I told him. He said, oh, yeah. He said, when I got out, I accidentally tapped the mirror on her vehicle. Uh huh. He said, w- what do you think I ought to do? Well, I didn't realize it, but she had backed out and just backed up behind us and parked. And so I said, well, um, maybe you should go apologize to her or say something. Right. He said, yeah, he said, I, I think I probably better do it. He gets out of the vehicle, goes back there, and all of a sudden I hear this hollering and screaming, and there's going to be a fight. And I looked in the mirror, and there's two uh, older teenage kids and this woman, and they're just screaming at the top of their lungs at, at, him? at my friend. Yeah. And he comes back to the vehicle, he gets in and visibly shook up. Right. I mean, he is shook up. And he's telling me, he said, I think that one kid was going to uh, pull a knife out. And he, wow. And, I mean, he was upset, and we took off, and and he's just talking about it. Just yeah. obviously. Uh, Very shook up, yeah. yeah. And I said, wait a minute. I said, look. I said, you did the right thing. I said, the results of it are not under your power. Mm. The point is, you did the right thing, and whatever they did with it is their business. I said, take, you know, acknowledge that you did the right thing, and don't, and let it go. Yeah. It took him a half hour to let it go. Yeah. But sometimes that's the way that stuff works. Your intentions are to do good, to make things right, and it just goes upside down. And yeah. I, that was just a couple of days ago. And, and I believe those boys would have hurt him if he hadn't uh, been smart enough to get out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Back, yeah. Back yeah, he didn't make it worse for them or himself. Yeah. So anyway. Sometimes that that's as, as some, sometime in the future I'll tell, tell you my story, my parking lot story. <laughs> oh, my word. It, <laughs> It shakes you up. It, it, I don't know about you guys. I don't do well with people screaming at me. It just, I don't know how to respond. I mean, I, I'm not a, you know, I don't go back and flip them off and all that. I get all shook up inside. Yeah. I, I like kind of become this little baby. I just, mm. it just yeah. tears me in two. We know about my parking lot experience. <laughs> Bruce can share that story. Yeah, that's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's very see, and this is where we need the willingness. Yeah, to uh, do these things and to, uh, and I don't believe we can do it properly unless we can forgive. I'm not saying that the other person is right, wrong. You're right, wrong. But I'm talking about be some sort of forgiveness in your life because of all that's been done for you. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. God grant me your strength. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You bet. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode of the edited version of a previous show that involved the promises of the 12 steps. In this uh, broadcast, we were talking about step six and step seven. Remember, you can tune in to us uh, uh, on our YouTube channel by going to YouTube dot com forward slash Monty Meyer. You can also tune into us on iHeartRadio and iTunes and all social media platforms, including Podomatic, where you can download our app. Simply visit us at take12radio.com 
and click on Follow Me on Podomatic. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man, and I am wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. Kitty, 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 kitty.